Welcome to the Next of the Hub, the TV series hub podcast. Join us to explore the entertainment galaxy in this new feature, made with love from fans and for fans. If you like debates, nerd talks, and to be well informed about TV and film, this is the podcast for you. From nerds to nerds. Hello and welcome to the new TV series Hub feature, the podcast Next of the Hub. I'm Lucas and here with me from the Hub are Kelsey hey. and Yuba. Hello. And our very first guest, Joe Malozzi. Hello. You might know Joe from the episode Chain Lantern from Lassie. Woo! <laughs> 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 or maybe some smaller productions like the Stargate series, SG1, Atlantis, and Universe, and Dark Matter. But it's okay if you haven't heard of them yet. Oh, I'm sure people can find something about them on Google if they it up, so, you know, no worries. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking mainly about fandoms. Welcome to our podcast, Joe. It's really a pleasure to have you as our first guest. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Then, Kelsey, do you go from there? Yeah, I will, uh, I will kick us off. All right, thank you so much for coming to our Hub podcast. Uh, doing a podcast has been an idea no we've, we've sort of been kicking around at the hub um, for a bit, um, but then after Fox's recent uh, red wedding of cancellations and sci-fi essentially canceling the rest of the world, uh, fandom went a bit crazy and we knew that was our first topic. So as fans, we like to think we play a role beyond uh, Nielsen numbers, whether that's saving shows we love or even influencing storylines, but we really have no idea what power fandoms actually have or don't, frankly. So we wanted to bring you in as our master of fandoms to please give us a behind the scenes look at what role you see fandom actually playing in these precarious show situations. Wow, okay. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Sorry, that's a mouthful. <laughs> how, can, how can fandoms actually help? It's uh, a pretty general question. Uh, I mean, it depends. Help do what? Um, I mean, I mean, basically, you know, a show's success, you know, in in the old model was was really dependent on 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 eyeballs. You know, the traditional model was fans tuned in, and uh, you know, if the ratings were there, the show was picked up for another season. Um, but now, sort of with the you know progress in technology. Uh, it's become a little more complicated because now it's not just the overnight numbers, but there are, you know, because of DVR, there's delayed viewing that has to be taken into account and sometimes it isn't, sometimes it isn't. You know, a show may, may have a first window on a broadcast network and then basically end up somewhere else, uh, like a streamer, like on Netflix. And some people wait to binge on, on uh, you know, on, on a Netflix once they have all the episodes. So that eats into the ratings as well. And also, I mean, people tend to pirate episodes online, so that eats into the into the ratings as well. And then, you know, there are different ways that the broadcasters can monetize or, or the, you know, uh, um, a, a show. It used to be that they would make their money off advertisers, but, you know, uh, as I pointed out, because the numbers are dropping, it becomes hard to do that. Sometimes, so sometimes I like to take a part of, you know, streaming rights or, or, or you know, some other piece of, of, of uh, the financial puzzle, if you will. So it's, it's, it's very complicated. And what makes it even more complicated is that, especially for genre fans, it's kind of infuriating because genre fans tend to be more tech savvy. So they're the ones who will 
more likely stream and less likely to watch live. So, um, you know, it, it's a challenge and it feels at times like the, uh, the broadcasters are basically three steps behind the times and, and, uh, sort of trying to catch up, but you know, they don't, they don't seem to be in that much of a hurry. So you get shows like, uh, you know, well, dark matter, which was the number three show on, on uh, third most watched show on, uh, on sci-fi getting canned and now there's you know the expanse which is another show that that has a great fandom uh mm-hmm. getting getting dropped by by sci-fi so it you know it's it's frustrating it, it, you know it, it's easy to ask fans to tune in uh but as sort of time progresses and technology progresses um it actually becomes a lot harder to do you know along those lines um i think about Stargate SG-1 had, you know, 10 years, and I don't even know, is that even possible anymore with the way, uh, you know, very few shows in the sci-fi genre uh, seem to get that kind of, I mean, you mentioned Dark Matter, which, you know, I was a obsessive fan of, and of uh, Stargates, uh, big-time fans of Stargates, and um, and it and it broke my heart, you know, when Dark Matter was cut off, especially where it was cut off. Uh, so thank you very much for the uh, updates on what would have happened in season four, because the fans are oh. very appreciative of that. <laughs> very appreciative. Yeah, I, yeah no, I, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the fandom. I mean, in the case of Dark Matter, it was like a show that I was working on for or developing for years while I was on Stargate and every you know, year I thought we would go out with it. We kept on getting picked up. Atlantis got picked up for another year and then another uh, year after that. Um, and then we got, you know, the Stargate Universe going. Um, so I had a lot of time to, you know, sit with the characters and the storyline. So I really did have a five-year plan and I knew where I wanted all the stories to end. And so it was particularly frustrating. Um, after the show's third season, I thought, like I said, I mean, we were, the ratings were, were strong and, and, you know, fandom was passionate and I, I figured we would, you know, finish up those last two seasons and I moved to Toronto to finish them up. And then the day I, I arrived was the day we found out we'd been canceled. Uh, you know, so it, it, it was very frustrating. And in, in many ways, the, uh, uh, you know, what, you know, if, if, for those who don't know what I did, um, over the last couple of days, I actually offered up, uh, an outline, uh, beat by beat outline of what, the season four premiere would have been. So, I'm, you know, I'm calling it a, a virtual season four premiere and, uh, you know, broke it down into, into, into acts with the commercial breaks, uh, you know, just to sort of get it off my chest, but also, you know, thank the fans for following the show because I know there's nothing worse than ending on a cliffhanger. And, uh, you know, go back to the fact that, uh, you know, sci-fi, their, 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 their model or their, their, their recent sort of a tag is, uh, um, it's a fan thing, which is altogether bizarre, uh, because I would think that if it was a fan thing, you would reward fans. And I'm not saying basically make a, uh, a decision, an unwise financial decision, but basically if you if your fans have supported your, your show for three seasons, uh, at least, uh, you know, give them the respect of some sort of a conclusion, uh, be it a miniseries or maybe a movie, something to cap things off so that, it, you know, you don't create sort of this bad blood or you don't you, you don't sort of dismiss them. 
which which is essentially what they did when they canceled the show. And I, you know, I didn't. I again, I, I you know, I, I'm not following, you know, the the expanded situation that closely. But I imagine it's kind of the same thing where, uh, you know, the, the fans may not be offered closure unless Amazon comes through. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think sorry. Go ahead. Uber. Well, I was just going to say with regard to Dark Matter, um, I, I was a tertiary, like distant part of uh, helping to get Dark Matter renewed, restored, whatever, moved to a different platform. Um, and uh, you saw the fan response. You, I, I was... Uh, I did the uh, uh, Team Raza uh, TV website, and and we worked on uh, the different, uh, you know, the uh, trying to get the trending and things, and uh, and it was just so disheartening because you know we would like like with uh, Sensate had uh, a massive outpouring, and Netflix was like, okay, we'll give you a closeout movie so you can see what happened mm-hmm. to your people. And we were like, yeah, that's great. We would love that for Dark Matter. Can you give us something? Can you give us anything? And it's like, no. And it's very disheartening. Um, but I, I actually wanted to tie that into the follow-up question, sort of what was what uh, what Kelsey was touching on, was with, with these responses from fans, like we did trending nights and we work on trying to get the uh, various keywords to trend on Twitter. How effective yeah. is that? What is that? What does it actually do? I, I've always wanted to know that. I mean, it's cool when we can go, "Hey, we we got our funny, you know, uh, hashtag about Android or or three or whatever. We got them all in there, and and yay!" But what does it actually do from a practical standpoint on your end? Uh, well, I mean, it really gets a word out about the show, and and it it gets people to notice it. I mean, I I, I heard about executives from other productions who were amazed by the fan outpouring. You know, we took our page out of the, um, uh, originally it was actually, I think, Fringe that actually started this as a, as a means to sort of get another season. Um, and, you know, there were there, there there's sort of a whole, whole formula to sort of get trending, the fact that you have to use, a, you know, a unique uh, hashtag, uh, for every event, the fact that you couldn't start before a certain time, uh, the fact that you couldn't double use, you know, two hashtags in in, in a tweet. So this is all, uh, you know, kind of a territory that was, was blazed by fringe fans. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, and uh, so essentially, you know, we were looking to sort of follow in 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 their footsteps. Um, you know, we 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 very much you know, just, just basically followed their lead. And, and it was very effective. I mean, you know, another, uh, uh, another show that actually did, um, you know, follow kind of the same course was, uh, uh, Longmire. And, uh, and, you know, they were successful. Fringe was successful, got another, another season. Longmire was successful that they were, I think they were on, I think they were on History Channel and Netflix ended up picking them up for a couple of seasons. So we really wanted to get the word out. And ultimately, uh, you know, it was actually two things. And Timeless is another great example of a fandom mm-hmm. that just made a lot of noise. And they, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but each situation is different. In the case of, uh, of uh, Longmire, 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 Longmire. I think it's Longmire. Um, they oh, ended up yeah. on Netflix. And Netflix, for Netflix, at the end of the day, it's about subscribers. They're, 
for them, ratings are not as, I guess, crucial. Um, and I imagine that in their mind, they already had Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, you know, they, they, they already had kind of the Dark Matter fans. Uh, and, and maybe they felt the extra expense would not be worth it because they would not get as many new subscribers. Uh, you know, I would have argued that they would have probably gotten the subscribers who were watching it on, on sci-fi who may not have been Netflix fans. But, I mean, you know, that, uh, at the end of the day, that, that was that. In the case of Longmire, they, they were a new show for Netflix. So, basically, they ended up getting their fans uh, as subscribers. Um, so, I mean, and then in the case of sci-fi, ultimately, I think, to be honest with you, uh, you know, sci-fi is divided into sci-fi originals and sci-fi acquisitions and, uh, sci-fi acquisitions were the ones who picked up the show and, uh, and it ultimately when our, our, uh, our champion, Chris Regina left sci-fi to go to Netflix, uh, the originals department just came in and, 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 and canceled us. And honestly, I don't think they were ever fans. Um, I think maybe there was one executive who watched the show on, on the original side, you know, so, so, you know, just, just in retrospect, I think, um, you know, they didn't really care. Like I said, they didn't care about the show. They didn't care about the fandom. We could have made all the noise we wanted. I thought at the very least, you know, they could have seen, they could have seen how passionate fandom was and rewarded fandom with, with some sort of closure. But, you know, even that, um, we never got a response. So, uh, you know, that was disappointing. But, you know, that's sci-fi, I guess. That's, that's, I love, I mean, uh, I would never have thought about that with Netflix and, and already having the fans and it being about the subscriptions and stuff. So in mean, that insight, I mean, that's exactly, you know, what we're looking for. And I know right now, a big one that's, that's being pushed and Lucas is a, is a big part of is the, the Lucifer, you know, save Lucifer. And, and I think maybe it's a similar situation because the rerun, you know, the, the reruns are already on Netflix. And so maybe it's, it's a similar, um, yeah, I don't know. Eat it. Yeah, I don't know what the situation is. I mean, you know, obviously a Fox show. I mean, when we were looking to land, to save Dark Matter, rather than really going to a streamer, we needed a, a we call like a, you know, a first tier broadcaster, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I guess sci-fi, but, you know, someone like, you know, like a sci-fi to step up and, and take over that first window and we were able to find them. In the case of Lucifer, I think it's it's probably similar. I mean, Fox is obviously first window uh, and I guess Netflix has the uh, streaming rights. I mean, just, one of the things that, that's kind of a challenge is, you know, a lot of the fans who don't understand say, well, why don't you go, I mean, the expense is going to Amazon. And I don't really know what their situation is, but, uh, you know, why, why can't a- Amazon save dark matter? And the challenge is the fact that Netflix owns the streaming rights for the first three seasons of, uh, you know, of, of, of Dark Matter for I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it just becomes more attractive for another streamer to pick up a show where they don't, you know, they can't stream the entire series in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and um, I have a question from... Her Twitter handle is at BRC Heaven. She's asking you if you follow any of the uh, newly cancelled shows and as Uber watched uh, Dark Matter, you know, very, she's a big fan. And what do you think that they could do 
to land, you know, in another streaming service or something. And uh, follow up uh, when you said about Lucifer, the thing is that it, it is produced by Warner Brothers. Then yeah. it's uh, is a bit easier having a studio, a different studio producing the show, I think. And I don't know if you can say anything about that. Um, producing the show and then Fox just, you know, broadcasting it and then Hulu having the rights to stream in the US and Netflix and the rest of the world. Sorry, I don't follow. Uh, um, the situation is yeah, basically yeah. produced by Warner Brothers, first window, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sec, uh, first window Fox, second window Hulu, uh, Netflix International. And so what, what was the question? Whether I, I, I watched yeah. the shows or... Yeah, her question was that if you if you watch any of the the cancelled shows, and um, let me see, she has a follow up, and then if you are like a fanboy of any of them or any of the the shows that are currently on TV, that you uh, you, know, you would be part of, of those campaigns or something. <laughs> you know what? I I, I will always support a, a fan campaign, especially for genre television. So I mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, an old high school buddy of mine, Kaz Anbar, is actually one of the actors on uh, on on the Expanse, and I have kind of uh, indirectly supported their campaign, or behind the scenes, I should say, supported their campaign, um, and you know, urged Dark Matter fans to you know support them as a sort of kind of a fellow sci-fi show. Um, I mean, to be honest with you. When you make TV, it's really hard to find the time to watch TV, and I'm a, also I'm a very uh, I was a voracious reader, so a lot of my free time is spent uh, reading. Um, as a result, I don't watch as much TV as I would like or maybe should. Uh, I have heard great things about uh, Lucifer, um, you know, again, as a genre show, and, and you know, I, 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 I certainly sympathize with the fans and, and, and do hope that, you know, if they can't land a, a new season, at least get some kind of closure I think really their yeah. best bet to be honest with you I mean you know I, I don't really know all the ins and outs of the you know, the deals that are struck and, and what is in place but their best bet would be to land at another you know first tier broadcaster uh, someone to you know a, a broadcaster to replace Fox essentially mm -hmm. that that and and maybe it's a matter of of targeting them specifically, maybe targeting some executives online, you know, with, uh, you know, you know, with the tweet storm, um, but really just getting the word out there and, and, um, sort of making noise on social media platforms, but also if you can get some heavy hitters on board, like celebrities, uh, who will tweet their support. I know, uh, William Shatner is, uh, is, um, very active on, on Twitter. And he's a genre guy, and he supports various genre shows. Um, so if you go for, you know, reach out to people like that, they they can make a difference. And then maybe some some people who are may, uh, perhaps not genre fans um, that that could make a bit of a splash. Yeah, and and I think William Shatner he tweeted a lot about about the Save Lucifer campaign actually, and so yeah. But the thing is that uh, when it comes, as you said, it's not something like laid out, you know, the steps to, to get picked up or, or anything like that. Because um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, people were saying that it got picked up really quickly. But the thing is that NBC used to, to have the rights for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
and then they just um, you know exercise their right to you know to have it back. Um, but uh, that doesn't happen with a lot of, of the other cancelled shows like Lucifer, The Expanse, and all of that. So I think. I think the main thing when it comes to to fans, you know, kind of, I don't like to use this word, but I mean, rioting, why not? Like fans campaigning to save a show is that you need to right. keep on going no matter like how long does it take, you know, to actually get picked up. Because I've seen Lucifer and the Expanse SX, XX saying that it should you know, they should um, keep tweeting because it's making a difference when it comes to to their trying to um, shop the show, you know, for other mm-hmm. networks. So I think I yeah. think it works a bit like that. Mm-hmm. So can I ask um, specifically yeah. when we talk about shows coming back, I mean, you recently sort of spearheaded a Stargate Now uh, Twitter storm. Um, yeah. Is that, uh, can you give us any, like, you know, how did that go? How do you feel? You know, what's the next step sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, th- that really came about uh, on the heels of Stargate Origins, where basically they, they released, MGM released uh, th- this web series, and uh, mm-hmm. there was talk of, of it being used as a litmus test to gauge fan support or enthusiasm for a new Stargate series. And I kind of thought it was unfair uh, or not a great gauge just because you're you're kind of comparing apples and oranges you're you're asking fans to support a web series which is really you know it's going to be challenged um you know in terms of sort of what they can do especially financially and not surprisingly there was there was a lot of a, a, a you know negative response to the web web series i thought they did a good job with you know what you know they had the resources they had but fans were are used to the stargate series and 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 so you know the the, the web series i you know i just thought well it's not really a fair gauge so i decided to um, rally the fans and just let MGM know that uh, fandom was out there. Not only fandom was out there, but they're inter- and interested in a fourth season. But you know, there were there were a couple of ways that this new series could go. And I'd heard word that that they were um, that there was a fourth series either in the works or they were t- talking about launching a fourth series, but they didn't know how to proceed. And ultimately, there were two ways to do it. One is. Uh, a complete reboot, and I can see why the why the studio would be would find that attractive. They would see it as you know offering a great jumping on point for new viewers. You wipe the straight uh, the slate clean, uh, no baggage from previous incarnations. And while that may be true, the you you risk pissing off the existing <laughs> yeah. Stargate fan. Um, so, I mean, the, the, you know, the alternate is to create a show that offers a great jumping off point on point for new viewers while still using the kind of the established world, the world's established, you know, in, in the, in the movie, but, you know, particularly in, in the, in the three series, SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe mm-hmm. and, uh, and reward longtime fans because, you know, they are going to be such 
an immense resource when you when you're looking to launch a new uh, you know any new, show if you already have a pre-existing fan base that is willing to get online and push and make noise for you you know it, you couldn't ask for anything more and so really at the end of the day all the the you know the the, the Stargate Rising um, campaign sought to do was to let MGM know that the existing uh, fandom is out there and capable of making a lot of noise mm-hmm. if they're treated, you know, if they're treated with respect. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've always said fandom is a is a is a two edged sword. Uh, you know, they can be very supportive and, you know, great. And, uh, you know, on the, on the other side, and, you know, you, you piss them off at your own risk. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it can be toxic at times, I think, as well. Well, al- along those lines, um, with regard to fans and how they interact with existing shows, and by the way, I really love that you have se- you had several Goa Wold come on board to show support for oh, yeah. the Star Wars project. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, existing shows um, and how fans influence decisions for stories and for characters and for arcs in existing shows. Uh, For instance, I'll use this as an example um, on Arrow. We had um, a character, Felicity and Oliver Queen, and originally they were not planned to make them into a uh, romantic pairing, and now they're married. And that was because apparently the fans had a very strong reaction and uh, were excited about them as a couple. So whatever plans they had for um, Oliver and Laurel were sort of set by the wayside and they moved in this new direction that they weren't originally intending. Um, And so I was wondering, I guess from your perspective, um, when 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 fandom reacts, I mean, there's always going to be pros and cons. There's always going to be fans who are really excited about something and other fans who really, really hate the same thing. Um, what influences your decision to move forward on something like that? And sort of as a follow-up, um, when something happens, negative or positive, what is a, what is a healthy way, as we were just talking about the toxic elements of fandom, uh, what is a healthy way for fans to contact uh, and, and communicate their feelings pro or con? Um, okay, I, I, to be honest, I don't know what uh, the elicity, is it, is it elicity? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the, uh, yeah. with it. I might have like uh, Gail Simone's uh, Twitter feed. Yeah. Uh, so I don't you know what the game <laughs> was. I guess maybe they weren't planning. Uh, but I mean, sometimes... I mean, it, it, it's twofold. One is the on-screen chemistry. Uh, you know, in, in the case of Dark Matter, um, the android was supposed to be really a peripheral supporting character, but Zoe just popped on screen, and she, and she was so much fun to write for, and fandom loved her. I mean, it, you know, whenever we would do, the, the network would do those, uh, uh, what do you call them, um, you know, um, those ridiculous, uh, you know, sort of um, fan uh, fan tests or whatever uh, testings. Uh, she was always top of the list. The, everyone loved the Android. So as a result, 
you know, we we explored the Android more, and, and she was a lot of fun to to explore. Um, I mean, it, again, it really, really depends. Uh, in the case of Dark Matter, like I said, I mean, I, I had all the storylines planned, so, you know, it was unlikely that like, the, the fans could have affected a major change, but things like the Android, for instance, is a great example of, you know, fan, uh, a fan response really driving creative. Um, and, you know, it... I, you know, it, again, the, the advent of social, you know, the, the, the growth of social media, um, people are always paying attention, whether it be the network executives, uh, production executives, or creatives. And I think if there's a possibility to affect creative change, certainly you can do it by, uh, you know, making your voice heard. And the easiest way to, of, of doing that is by getting online. And actually, Twitter is, is a great tool. As much as I really, Twitter drives me nuts uh, most of the time, it's a great way of reaching out and, um, and connecting with uh, the people that make your favorite shows. Um, you know, there's also Facebook as well. I have a blog. I mean, you know, uh, many creators don't, but, but a few of them do. They have they have dedicated blogs where you can actually go and, and leave comments in the comments section. And, you know, I approve all the comments. So I read all the comments and occasionally I'll do main, the mail bags. And, um, you know, I'm aware of what the fans like, what they, you know, and, and what they don't like. And, uh, you know, obviously you want to keep them happy, but, you know, on the other hand, you don't want to, at the end of the day, end up, you know, creating sort of a kind of a, a a show that uh, you know all of their all of their desires are answered, at which at which point basically you know they're they're not going to be hungry for for more. Um, right. So I mean, I think you know definitely you know following creators on Twitter, uh, interacting with them, and just letting them know how how you feel about you know certain things, and then you know occasionally if if there's something you feel fa- passionate about. You know, maybe creating some sort of an event like we did for Stargate Rising or, or you know, the, the Dark Matter events. Uh, make some noise and, and catch the attention of executives. And, uh, um, you know, if you can, you can spread kind of a wide net, um, you know, there may be someone who may, may be somewhat immovable and not willing to consider the changes but if you reach out to enough people maybe there'll be an executive who'll be who'll go, reach out and say hey maybe you know they have a point or why don't we try this and and you know at the end of the day you know creators love i you know the, the fans and 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 the fact that fans are happy and they they react positively so uh you know certainly today in today's world um fans are more likely now than ever to be able to affect change or some sort of change. So can I ask, is there anything when you were doing the Stargate series that sort of um, surprised you of that reaction? I mean, you know, you do like testing and, and, and chemistry tests and all these things, but you know, is there one where, where fans, you were just like, I can't even believe they love this person or I can't believe they hate this person or, you know, that one that just really took you by surprise? Um, what, very early on, one of the things that took me by surprise were the uh, shippers and anti-shippers, the whole uh, Jack <laughs> yeah. and Sam 
Uh, uh, it was just kind of uh, sort of, uh, I guess, odd how passionate, mm. basically, how, not so much basically how passionate they were about their pairing, about how passionate they were about not wanting to see uh, a pair. So that, that one kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I know um, Once Upon a Time had some serious issues with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, but basically what I think is, is, is very odd is the same thing you said. Like, people seem to be more more worried about a certain pairing not happening and what, what they think should happen uh you know, being you know on screen, they kind of start wars on on Facebook and Twitter and all of that, just not to see a certain thing happening. And I mean, it's 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 too it's too weird, but I mean, it still happens. Well, I, I, so. <laughs> they don't want it to happen because as long as it doesn't happen, it leaves the door open to a potentially canon um, resolution to their whatever fantasy pairing so i mean i get it i i you know i get it they, they prefer to maintain a status quo than step you know take take that step that that essentially would negate uh what what you know th their pairing yeah i i generally i i don't have a personal you know opinion on about uh, you know pairings, I just I just want to usually when I watch a show I just want you know mm -hmm. a good story yeah. with and, and depending on on the genre and all that and of course I, I kind of like some people together or um, some some arc better than others uh, and, and stuff like that but uh, the main thing for me is that as long as the story is good and you know the creators are happy you know creating the story and 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 doing what they're doing and the fans mm -hmm. like what's happening. Like, I mean, in, in general line, not like strictly when it comes to arcs or pairings or anything like that. I mean, that's the most important thing for me. And I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, having another pairing or like a change in some, you know, characters arc if the story you know, was to become, you know, even better, even more compelling, you know, to, mm -hmm. to watch mm -hmm. what's happening. And then, so, yeah. did you do you have any? Um, so I, I guess I'm thinking about the supernatural fandom, right? And to me, one of the weirdest shipper groups out there is the ones with the that, that want the brothers to get together because they're two right. handsome guys, and I'm like, they're brothers. <laughs> so weird. And is there anything like that that you had sort of these passionate shippers contacting you either? for Stargate or for Dark Matter that you were like, people, like, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, no, there, was, there was, there was, I don't know if there was any, like, shit, I mean, there was a slash fiction, but I mean, that, 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 that's, um, you know, the, um, that kind of pairing has been, you know, in, in sci-fi uh, fandom for ages. I, I don't, you know, I mean, in this day and age, I don't find it particularly weird or, or anything. It's, uh, you know, it's just, again, like another, you know, another pairing. Um, 
you know, in terms of any like really weird uh, pairing in in uh, Stargate, no, I can't really think of. I'm wondering if anybody shipped Walter. I don't remember Walter being shipped with anyone. <laughs> They are, you know, they are doing great. Uh, or lonely Walter. Um, but no, nothing weird. Nothing weird. Okay. Carter, Carter and McKay. Like really, oh, Stargate yeah. fans, Carter and McKay, Rodney McKay, really. I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that, maybe that would be a strange show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. So, um, again, do you want to say anything about your current project, what you're working on? Can you say something? Uh, or, I, I am. Uh, I'll tell people about it. Yeah, I'm just on well. the, really writing the development merry-go-round now. It's, it's, I've been very fortunate in my career that I've, uh, I've been in production through most of it. I mean, I went from um, uh, animation to live-action teen sitcoms to one-hour action adventure to Stargate to, um, you know, a show that I don't even mention, which was like a, a, you know, a disaster, uh, to basically, you know, working on this mini series to ultimately ending up on dark matter. And this is the first time in, I feel like almost 20 years that I've been free. And, and on the one hand it's kind of nice because I, I have that freedom to, you know, to go check out matinees for instance, which is something I love to do, read books. Um, and also it's giving me an opportunity to sort of meet people because when you're in production, you just meet, you know, you, you just know the people, the executives that you work for or you work with. Um, so, you know, I, I'm in development on something for space channel here. I, you know, I was in discussions with some, something with, uh, you know, with Paramount, I'm, I'm, um, uh, pitched, uh, a couple of projects yesterday and I think I'll probably be doing the, you know, writing a, a script. It's another sci-fi series. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, you know, as much as I've enjoyed meeting the people I've worked with, I find development a bit of, a bit of a slog and, um, mm -hmm. You know, more than anything, I just want to sort of tell a story or finish a story. So, for instance, in the case of Dark Matter, I did the virtual episode four, you know, four four oh one, our our premiere, and I have four oh two in my head, and and you know maybe they'll reach a point where I, you know, I, I'm going to put that up online. Uh, but I've got these mm -hmm. like five stories that I w I want to tell, and um, I mean I could wait and uh, pitch them and hope that. You know, I write. I get to write the script, and we sell the show. And I get to write the show, and I get to ultimately produce and tell the story I want to tell. Or mm -hmm. I'm seriously considering of, of actually going uh, the comic book route, which is, you know, I've, I've read comic books all my life. I'm a huge comic book mm -hmm. fan, and um, I, I just find comics give you a leeway and a certain, you know. Um, I, I, I a certain license to be able to tell the story you want to tell over how many issues you want to tell them. And really it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking of, of pursuing. Um, and, and really it's, it's not to it, not with an end to like have it end up on television. I want basically this comic book series to be, you know, uh, to, to really just be live as, as a comic series. So, so just, just be able to sort of express myself you know and tell the story in the comic book venue and if if 
um, you know, someone wants to auction the rights down the line, maybe, maybe I'll be interested, maybe I won't. Uh, but, you know, I'll just have the satisfaction of being able, you know, having produced a great comic book series. So really that is what is foremost in my mind right now. Um, but, you know, of course, to find out what is foremost on my mind, you can just drop on my blog, just do a, a, a Google search for my name, Joseph Malazzi, and, and you, you know, you land, you land on the blog. It's, I've been blogging now for a little over 11 years, and I cover everything from the industry to what I'm working on. You know, there were behind the scenes on Stargate, on Dark Matter, um, just everything. And, um, you know, I haven't missed a day in, in those 11 plus years, so there's a lot of catching up to do. So uh, check it out. Uh, and, you know, aside from that, uh, as I said, development and uh, doing a lot of reading. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. And, and I think the main thing in my, in, I mean, to me, uh, when it comes to creating something and you can, you know, you can say if that if that's like this or not, is, is that, I mean, when, when you want something out, you know, you want to tell a story or you want to, to do something, I mean, the best way to cope with that is just do, right? Yeah. I mean, because you're like with a thousand different projects, as you said, but you you want to tell the stories you want to tell, basically. So, yeah. like, is that the best way or like that would be um, to keep things to yourself and then just see if something happens? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the keep things to yourself is... Uh um, can be frustrating. And, uh, you know, as I said, I, you know, I've been doing the rounds and I've met a lot of great people and I've got stuff in development, but, um, these, these ideas I have, I think I, I, I just want to tell the story. I think comic books is a way to go. Uh, unfortunately I can't draw to save my life. So, so really I just need to you know, hunt down a handful of really awesome artists. Um, and, and really that, that that's, you know, something that, you know, creatively, I think I, w I would very much enjoy. And then looking at it as a next, as a next step. And, you know, who knows, I, you know, as I said, um, you know, one of these other sci-fi uh, development projects could land uh, sooner than later. Uh, you know, in fact, I'm in discussion on, on a couple of projects. One is a sci-fi series um, that, that has actually already been green lit. And, and I, I know the creator and he's amazing. Um, it's just a matter of whether this show is really the right fit for me. Uh, I'm at the point in my career where, you know, after 17 years on, or 12 years on Stargate, 17 seasons of, of, of Stargate and, 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 and Dark Matter and, and just, you know, the, you know, leaving Vancouver, you know, I'm not desperate to get on a show. I want it to be the right show. It has to be kind of a right creative fit for me. Um, and if it comes along, great. Uh, if not, then that's fine too. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll, you know, express myself creatively elsewhere. Uh, maybe it's not television. I don't know. We'll see. Great. Well, I think that's uh, we really appreciate you uh, spending all this time with us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for. I didn't ramble too much. Yeah, for sure. Great. And uh, let me just say that you guys, please just go check his blog out and then keep on watching for new projects because, I mean, you can't miss that. And thank you very much for, for being here and being our first guest. You know, we couldn't be more honored that it's you. Uh, we hope to see you again. Excellent. 
Thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Good day. Good day. You just listened to the podcast Nerds of the Hub, produced, recorded, and edited by the TV Series Hub team. If you want to read TV and film-related articles, reviews, and more, go to www.tvserieshub.tv. Also, follow us on Twitter and check our Facebook page, both at TV Series Hub. Send us a message. Nerd proudly.